0: To news across the galaxy i am your host eddie today we have a very special show for you when the los angeles galaxy was first assembled in 1996 no one had any idea how good the team would, was going to be brought on a team with such legends as mauricio sinfuegos Robin fraser el tanque ortardo kobe jones jorge campos and a younger granny who were in the honor of wearing the captain's band the one the only today we welcome him him a true original and one of the most respected players during the playing days. Woo. Getting too excited here. The playing days in Major League Soccer, he wore Galaxy the Galaxy jersey with pride, appearing in 77 matches between 1996 and 1998. He is the very first Galaxy captain and newly appointed assistant coach. Everybody, put your hands together for Mr. Dan Cadelman, aka Captain Dan. Nice. Hi,
1: everybody. Home, captain Dan. <laughs> <laughs> nice to see everyone.
0: Uh, welcome, welcome home, Captain Dan. Uh, we're excited. We're excited to have you here. I know you're excited to be here. I can see the sun uh, coming through those windows. Probably something you're not too used to.
1: (laughs) The weather is so much better here than Toronto.
2: I also hear that up in Canada, you can't see the moon. So when people head down south into the U.S., they freak out when the moon comes out. Is that true? I
1: don't think that's true. uh, Where are you guys getting this stuff from? (laughs) Well,
0: at least it does not have to worry about werewolves in Toronto, right? That's (laughs) true. Definitely don't. (laughs)
2: <laughs> well captain dan it's good to have you back home um i always tell the guys uh wonderful stories about uh your time with the <laughs> galaxy and i was very lucky to have a press pass back then and get to interview you and many of the wonderful figures from those original squads um so it's good to have you back home uh galaxy's been through a very tough time and it seems that the team is going through a renaissance right now uh with uh greg banney and now you and um, Gato Hartman, um, but let's let's rewind it. Let's get on the tape deck and rewind it all <laughs> the way back to the, the early '90s. The track? You
1: got to get on the eight track.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and um, before we get to this point where we are now, um, we want to know what struggles did you have to go through uh, to play the beautiful game before Major League Soccer started up in 1996.
1: What struggles, um, you know, so, so I grew up on the Northeast, uh, I don't know if people know that, but I grew up on the Northeast, went to school, wasn't sure what I was going to do, uh, after that. And, uh, fortunately I was, I had a connection. I had an older brother that was living in Japan at the time. Uh, he bumped into a coach and, and sure enough, uh, their friendship, I ended up going to Japan and playing in the Japanese professional league for two years before it became the J League. Uh, So I was there as kind of the J League uh, blossomed. And, you know, so I I, I was very, very fortunate that at least I could play professional, I could play professional football. Um, In the States at that time, it was really difficult. You know, you had a lot of guys that were playing indoors and outdoors, uh, split seasons. You had something called the A League, but guys weren't making very much money doing it. Um, so I came back in 94, um, or I came back in 93 and, and again, wasn't sure what I was going to do. I heard MLS was going to begin. So I ended up playing kind of just, you know, for some of the lower leagues, um, in something called the A league and the USL and, uh, lo and behold, it was, it it was a very important time to do that. because I ended up, there were only about six or seven teams in the States, um, part of the A-League. And we played against each team, maybe four or five times, right? There there weren't very many teams. (laughs) And there was a coach of the Atlanta team named Lothar Osiander. And I had never, right? I had never played for Lothar. I didn't really know him, but I played against his team four or five times. And because of that, when MLS did begin in 96, lo and behold, he had seen me play and, you know, I ended up playing for, you know, you know, being sent out to play for the Galaxy. So, uh, you know, the, certainly it wasn't like MLS is today, but because of those experiences, right, it, it, it led me to L.A., so uh, it was all good. Nice. Nice,
3: nice. Uh, well, I have a question. Um, you know, you will always be remembered as that first uh, Los Angeles captain for the Galaxy. Uh, when you came in, uh, did you have that in mind for your goal to be the captain of the LA Galaxy? And was there what? How did that happen? How did that come about? You know, how did that come about? You being the captain of the LA Galaxy?
0: Wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait! I heard a le- I heard a legend. Maybe you could uh, a myth. Maybe you could tell if it's true. I heard there was a secret fight club.
1: <laughs> if there was a secret, if there was a secret bike club, then El Tanque would have been the captain of the Galley. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't it's think brave enough, brave enough to take him on. Um,
2: heard it was CNN Tanque at the end. Right?
1: <laughs> so uh it certainly, it it, it it certainly wasn't a goal of mine uh to be, you know to uh to be the captain i i I was just joining the team like everybody else right it was just beginning uh i had been captains through my youth playing on different teams and uh you know the decision was lothar osianders uh you know lothar you know had his group of players and for whatever reason um, maybe cause I can be loud and, and boisterous at times, but he, you know, he's the one who appointed me captain. Um, uh, it wasn't a player vote or or anything okay. like that. Maybe my parents had paid some money over to Lothar. I'm not sure. We <laughs> would have to look into that, but, um, that's the person that, uh, named me the captain of the team.
0: Okay. Um, uh, so obviously Lothar has a lot to do with you coming to the galaxy, but, uh, was there any preference for teams, I know you're not originally from L.A. We spoke <laughs> earlier, you're from uh, New York, right? Uh, was L.A. always, you know, the set place or did you have any other preference that you would maybe want to play closer to home?
1: Uh, that's a great question. And and it's funny, you know, I had gotten a call because I had played in Japan and I had played in the A-League, but I wasn't a U.S. national team player, right? So I, people didn't know who I was or uh, the league, you know, the higher-ups in the Ogulati and, and those guys really only... Cared about the national team guys, uh, so to speak. So um, I get this call out of the blue saying uh, from the league, just saying, hey, there's uh, an opportunity. Your name has come up as maybe being an allocated player. So you need to, uh, you know, have a list of 10 of the places that you would play for in order of, you know, number one, I want to go play there all the way to 10. And I was from the northeast, so I think I filled it out with you know cities from cities from the northeast, and LA wasn't very high on my list. I did. Uh, I was silly back then, and and didn't realize it. I was East Coast, and uh, sure enough, I end up coming out to LA, and in about 24 hours, I remember I think I had called my folks and saying, "God, was I an idiot? Everything is so much better on the West Coast." <laughs> So again, uh, thank goodness for Lothar, but uh, you know it, it turned out to be pretty wonderful. And my God, the West Coast is amazing. <laughs>
2: uh, how was your relationship with your your teammates in 1996? Uh, from getting to know them to you know having one of the most successful seasons uh, in Galaxy history, and how did they react to you being named captain?
1: Well, how did they react? You, you you know, that's a question you might need to ask them. <laughs> you know, at least to my face, they seemed happy. I, I think they respected me as somebody who, uh, you know, uh, was someone who has integrity, that is going to work hard, that is about the group. Um, you know, center backs tend to be boisterous. I was a center back. So maybe I think it kind of made sense for them uh, that, you know, that I would be, uh you know that I, w- I would be captain um but again that that's a question for them hopefully they thought I did a good job as that you know jokingly my parents would say so what w- what do you do as a captain like what what is your what is your role what is your responsibility and I said uh, well what I do is I call everybody onto the field and we huddle up and I say hey listen Jorge Campos has something to say to you guys <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, man, that's cool. Nice. Um, I, yeah. I actually wanted to add to that, because it's funny that you say that. Uh, you know, being that there were so many Latin American players there, was there any, like, language barrier? You know, you being the captain and how to motivate players? Or did you pick up any Spanish, maybe? Yeah, you know, I, I had uh,
1: I had Spanish in high school, and uh, oh, nice. yeah, but, you know, I, I wasn't the brightest. So I, I, I could sneak by a little bit, as we all could, right? We all could, between... You know, bad Spanish and bad English, we all were able to communicate. And uh, yeah, that, that really was never an issue. It wasn't an issue with our group. And, uh, you know, there, were, there was a lot of laughing. There was a lot of laughing <laughs> that nice. I think united us. Nice.
2: I was, uh, how was it when you <coughs> first met the guys? Because we spoke to Tanke, and uh, he, he talked about... Uh, you know, meeting the players, and then meeting Andrew shoe and he was like, "Oh my goodness, this guy is a he's a movie Oh, that's star. right. And he like he, he said he, he went to tell his wife like, "Oh my God, I'm playing on the team of a star," <laughs> and, and and he said he was just talking about how what was I like to meet with you guys, and then the practices outside the Rose Bowl, and that you know the field with the broken glass and everything. What was it? What was it like for you meeting your teammates for the first time and how was it that you guys started building that, uh, that camaraderie? Uh,
1: you know, well, well, first off, meeting my teammates for the first time, right? It's always a little nerve wracking, um, right? Guys are coming in from different, uh, from different, you know, countries, different areas. Um, and, you know, you hear rumor of these guys, but, you know, you don't know them. Um, so, the, you know, the one thing that kind of connects for, for any team um, is the hard work. Right, is the commitment to each other to work hard, right? And, and and to hold that bar high, you know, and uh so so I guess that's you know, that's that's kind of how it starts, you know. It's it's kind of a shared struggle. You know, we we, we are in this together, we, we need each other and we are gonna work our asses off, right? Um, to get to whatever level we're going to get to, right? And I think that's where it starts, you know, that there's a core yeah. group of guys that have belief. Belief in the struggle, right? Belief in hard work, right? Belief in, 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 in dealing with pain, um, and and you know once you share that with with your teammates, right? They they become your brothers, right? You 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 you've gone through this with them, um, and I think that's how teams come together, you know, um, you know. Then you throw a little success in that, and now all of a sudden there's confidence behind that and you know you you can become this kind of unstoppable machine uh that you know that you can only hurt yourselves right um and 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 at least for me i think that's how you know that's how it happens you know that there's a integrity there's an honesty of of hard work uh well
3: you spoke about uh you know you being in in the trenches per se with with your teammates uh you were always known as one of the fiercest and you were always the most one of the most respected defenders in the league but what actually drove you to be that fierce or or, or that kind of rock in, in that defensive line what what motivated you
1: so so uh it was funny one day we uh, it just reminds me of a story so i think i was sitting with robin most of my stories robin fraser is involved in <laughs> Um, I think we were sitting, we were talking, and I was telling a story where uh, I was talking to maybe one of the young players, maybe Guillermo Jorge Salcedo. I'm not sure one of them, and we were talking about that kind of fierce, right? The fierceness to play, the anger to play, and I was telling the story about, you know, that before I, before that whistle blows, I call up, like, all the demons, all the evil, right? All the poison inside me, and it comes out. Right. And it's almost controllable. Like I, I can control that. I can bring that out when we're about to compete. Um, because I don't know any other way to compete, but other than to do that. And I was telling it like, doesn't everyone do that? Right? Isn't that what everyone does? <laughs> and Robin looked at me like I had, you know, like 15 eyes. He was like, What? <laughs> Who does that? Right? I, I can't even relate to you. Um and I just thought, oh, that's that's what everyone does, right? Everyone must be able to bring those demons out and, and bring that poison out. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, I, I don't have a great answer on for you. I feel like, you know, I, I probably carried a big chip on my shoulder uh, when I played, but I, I don't think, you know, I I don't know where that came from other than, you know, what I what I, I think why I was successful as uh, as an athlete was that uh i really had a i love competing right i i was fierce that's... as far as you know the will to compete um uh, and i i really don't know where that comes from mm-hmm. but it, it i knew you know somewhere deep inside me that it could come out and and that's what every game that's what i tried to do was bring that out every game.
0: Okay. well obviously you're a fierce competitor but that's on the field And you know, we've talked for a little bit we know you're you're pretty jolly guy it seems like uh so (laughs) how about off the field uh we've heard stories about players meeting up with with even fans at a local bars in Pasadena after the game is there any uh memories that you have that stick out off the field with with your teammates
1: uh I I believe we have a pact amongst the players that we, we don't right. talk about days. you don't and talk I, about Fight Club guys and I, yeah, and I think club. that and I think that pact lasts 30 years so we still <laughs> before those stories come out I still think we have a couple more years before I can start sharing those stories
2: Oh my goodness I can I but can I, attest I, to I that I will
1: say I will say that I met uh you know uh I have a story that, so I, uh, with Robin Fraser, Robin and I lived together during those days and we lived right in Old Town Pasadena as the players, because of the Rose Bowl, most of the guys were in and around the uh, Pasadena area and I was able to, uh, we went to a restaurant one day and I saw the most beautiful woman and I had this feeling and I said to Robin, I I said, Robin, I, I think I just met my wife. I think that's going to be my wife. And Robin looked at me and said, Dan, shut up, right? Well, what are you talking about, you know, whatever. So sure enough, uh, like a couple of days later, Robin's like, I'm hungry, where should we go eat? So I'm like, oh, let's go back to, let's go back to that restaurant where, you know, I saw that woman. And he goes, no, nah, I'm like, listen, I'll pay, I'll pay, I'll pay for dinner, let's go back. Um, and he said, okay, and sure enough, uh, that is the woman that ended up being my wife, so. Wow. Uh, yeah, good nice memories, song. really, really good memories See? of of going out in Pasadena. And uh, yeah, it will always be kind of a warm place in my heart.
0: Nice. And then you always had the uh, the advantage of going up to any lady and be like, hey, uh, I know
1: Andrew shoe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they would
1: say, well, then introduce me, you fool. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um, so Andrew is a funny story because a maybe uh i don't know maybe a month ago uh mls decided to do a write-up on him and you know so we all got we all got back in touch together um and so i talked with andrew and then in fact three or four days ago we were we were just on this group text uh me andrew robin mark semioli and john garvey we were all on a group text because we were all part of this article that uh, about uh, Andrew Hsu. And listen, he, he, he's such a good guy. He deserved to be there. He was a good soccer player at Dartmouth. Um, you know, he, yeah. Uh, and he was, yeah, he, he was a good friend and he still is a good friend. Uh, we just don't see each other much anymore. Thanks. You know,
3: um... You're obviously uh, one of the original players. And, you know, it's, it's funny that, you know, a lot of players that played before were able to see the MLS transition into what it is now. And obviously you're one of those and you've been into it in many different aspects, not just as a player. But was there a moment that you, you either realized as a player or as a coach that you realized that, uh, MLS was here to stay, you were like, wow, that's, that's it. This is the moment that MLS is here to stay.
1: That's, that's a great question. I, you know, the moment that, and and other players have spoken about this, but I I think the moment when we pulled in to the Rose Bowl, you know, against New York to open up, to open up our MLS, right, uh, the season in 96, I think, and seeing so many people at the game, Mm. I feel like I just remember we all looked at each other like oh my god you know this thing this thing's really going to happen right because again you know uh robin myself there were players uh mark said that that were playing in the a league and you know this league dispersed and this league ended and and you know and and there was always this fear that mls you know maybe maybe it wasn't going to make it right maybe it wasn't going to make it we we didn't know um so When we pulled in for that game and there were so many people at the Rose Bowl, I kind of felt like it it was going to be here. right? I think it was going to be here. And I was, I mean, it was, it was shocking, shocking in the most wonderful way that there was that kind of support in LA for this new team. Um, So certainly, you know, the history isn't, you know, it didn't go straight up from there. Obviously the league had some, struggled right uh you know owners had to now own a few teams to keep it to keep it going for a little while right uh we lost the the florida teams um but but you know within the struggle i think they you know they kept fighting and 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 they made the league better and and now when i look at the league i'm just i'm just amazed by it i really am i'm amazed by it from those early years to now you know with these beautiful soccer only stadiums and and the level of support and uh just just the professionalism that that is involved in the game now i mean it's 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 kind of glorious to see you know and, and i'm so grateful that i continue to be a part of it
2: Uh now let's move it forward back to 1996 <laughs> uh, and uh that, <laughs> that was a that was an interesting <laughs> season because i remember um uh, that first half of the season, it was incredible. Uh, the team was in such a tear. I remember, uh, I think it was midway through May. I, I was wearing my this Galaxy jersey at a Dodgers game, and some random Dodger fan came up to me and he's like, "Wow, what's the team's record?" I'm like, "I think they're like 11 and 0." And he's like, "That's fantastic." I didn't think they could win every game in the season, and I was like, "I don't think they could run the <laughs> table," but you know, this is a great start. And it was interesting that you know Dodger fans were reacting to me wearing this, um, the shirt, they obviously recognized the team at that point. And then that second half of the season, things got really strange. But you guys managed to pull it together at the end, make a playoff run. We were wondering, like, what emotions were swirling through your mind leading up to that 96 conference final versus Kansas City? And the second part of the question is, what was your reaction when you found out that you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to play an MLS Cup? Uh, and how did you cope with that in the subsequent result? I thought we weren't
1: supposed to talk about that subject. I thought that was... I would, uh, I, I'm teasing. I, I, I'm teasing. I, I,
0: I, I would like to remind you, uh, Dan, our, our show has no rating. Like as far as you, you could use whatever colorful language you like, right? Yes. Uh,
1: uh, oh, remember when I said I don't have a chip on my shoulder? Uh, well, there you don't go. worry, I, I did after '96. Um, so, you know, uh, again, I'll, 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 I'll tell the story when we were when uh, I was an allocated player. I was I was I was with Lothar and Octavio when they were you know, picking the team, I was already out in LA. And obviously Robin Fraser was, you know, the first pick, which, uh, you know, which was amazing. And, and uh, Robin called me, Robin and I had become friends because we played in the A-League against each other. And he said, damn what, I I, I saw the guys we picked, like, I don't don't know, like, are we gonna be any good, right? I I don't know. And I said, Fraser, come on, man. They took me as an allocated player and they took you number 1. Of course we're going to be good. We <laughs> good the two best. <laughs> so from that story and of course Robin laughed, but from that story we we knew once we started training, we knew we had something good, right? We knew I think I think the genius of Lothar and certainly Octavio as well is you know, they picked a quality they picked a, a group of guys that could get along. They took a, they, you know, uh, a group of guys that had strong, almost moral cores, right? There there was integrity within our group. And, you know, it's it's tough. You're just starting out picking players and really, really special group of people. So once we started playing, uh, you know, we we knew we had something good. And obviously we started off, you know, quite strong. I think through the summer, you know, we hit the doldrums, which is pretty typical in MLS when summertime comes. Uh, and then obviously started picking up and Kansas City was a good team. Uh, the Wiz back then, if I remember correctly. Um, and they were a good team, but we really didn't think there was a team that was better in the West than we were. You know, on the East, you know, Tampa, Tampa was a good team and DC was a good team. Uh, and certainly I think we felt as a group that that, those three teams were the best teams in the league um so yeah i i think there was a lot of confidence going into kansas city that that we could beat them uh or that we would beat them and uh yeah and lo and behold you know we end up uh we end up winning it was tight and to this day i'll never forgive jorge salcedo because jorge salcedo towards the end of a game tried to drop a pass to me that wasn't hard enough and it got it, it got taken. Uh, I think it was Paul Wright that ended up taking it in. And, and that guy's blazing fast and I'm not blazing fast. <laughs> and I didn't know where Robin was. So I ended up, you know, going into tackle and, and uh, fouling him. Picked up a yellow. You know, that turned out to be the second yellow in, in two games or something, and now I had to miss uh, the MLS Cup, which, which, you know, to this day is, uh, yeah it, it, you know the 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 punishment didn't didn't right the, the the crime wasn't all that bad right picking up two yellows in a playoff series to miss a championship game so uh yeah uh, you know to this day I'm, I'm upset that i didn't get to play in that game but uh through a lot of therapy <laughs> 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 um, I, I finally I'm working I'm still I'm still working my way through it that uh you know that I wasn't able to play in that game um but you know such is life and you know the guys it was a crazy game and it was a crazy day and you know uh we had a 2 nothing lead and you know we just didn't keep it but uh you know credit to DC and listen it's not like we were terrible we, we played very well on the day and in those in, in those conditions we were it was pretty incredible yeah. you know it just didn't work out for us
0: Yeah. Well, you, uh, you got what the kids like to say mls <laughs>
1: <laughs> hashtag mls <laughs> yeah but usually right you, you can get mls by the referee or whatever I, I got mls by the league <laughs> yeah yeah you know what you ultimate
0: yeah you're the you know you're the very first you'll you'll go down in history
1: Trailblazer, trailblazer. So, so you know now right you know now, now the rule has changed right so now they don't keep you know the the yellow cards going into the championship game they don't they don't want you know players to miss that so i i've i've asked the league to call that the kalichman rule so i can you know <laughs> i can be just you know in history in mls but uh to this day they they've just ignored me
2: <laughs> it was a lot of angry letters from galaxy fans I, I, uh, that, that made that I, happen
0: i'll tell you one i'll tell you one thing uh dan you, you know you're just starting on twitter galaxy fans have a big voice in the social media community so you put that out there it'll, it'll be the college rule in a week
1: <laughs> oh yeah definitely yeah uh but yeah you know just crazy times and then you know uh dc ends up winning it and then they have an amazing year the next year and then you know bruce arena is this you know becomes this you know very very famous coach uh so it's funny how, you know, it's funny how life works and, and circumstances are, you know, a part of that. And that's, you know, such as life, right? Uh, but yeah, one day I'll move on from it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so you mentioned uh, playing next to, to Robin. Uh, you also mentioned playing against uh, Tanke in practice. Uh, what other players, uh, if any, uh, you say brought out the best, best in you?
1: My goodness, right? There, there's probably far too many, right? There's probably far too many to name. Uh, I was kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that? <That's> Salcedo? <laughs> oh. Salcedo. Uh, yeah, I mean Jorge's wonderful and and uh yeah, it was a good player. I am upset that he didn't hit the ball hard enough, but you know, over time we, we're still good friends on that. Mm-hmm. Um you know, we, we had a competitive bunch, you know. You know, to talk about the old days and not mention Kobe Jones, right? Kobe is an extremely competitive uh, player, and uh, you know, when we would play small-sided games, right? He would uh, detest losing, right? And um, you know, so that that kind of brought out the best of you, always trying to compete against Kobe, right? And then, you know, the pleasure of seeing Fuegos and what a wonderful player he was, and uh you know basically win the ball give it to him and watch magic right and you got Oof. to watch him you got to watch him not only in games where you got to watch him in training just you know just his level and 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 the way he can create space and see the pass and then hit the pass and uh you know there were there were lots of great players right and um yeah, I wouldn't be doing justice by just naming them, but, but, you know, everyone has that impact and, and, you know, it's the environment that's created and the environment is, is, you know, is created by all those guys competing and and wanting to be better and and pushing you to be better. So, you know, all of them, all of them, you know, you know, all those former players were, were wonderful right in their own right.
2: Oh, Dan, um, I, uh, like I said, I was with the the club back in uh, 97, 98, 99 um, at that press pass. And so I was privy to a lot of stuff that would happen in the locker room. And I remember uh, that night uh, when you had that run in with Marcelo Balboa. And I remember- I was, Well,
1: I, I, was I don't in, know if it was really a run in. <laughs>
2: But I remember being, at, being there, I was one of the first people in the locker room and I remember uh, uh, it was pretty dire. Uh, but uh, looking back, uh, your time with the Galaxy came to an abrupt end. Uh, we didn't know it at the time. And it's tied to that painful memory. For a lot of fans, it's a very painful memory. And um, the question is, what was the fallout of that encounter with uh, Marcelo Alboa and how did it impact the rest of your career? And uh, the second part of that question is, did you and Boboa ever get together and discuss this incident later on?
1: So, yeah, well, you know, again, uh, so so that chip on the right shoulder was for not playing in the 96 Cup. The chip on the left shoulder is breaking my leg and then right never being the same after that, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and I wasn't. Right. Um, I just never was the same player after that injury, even though, you know, I I, I worked hard and a lot of great people helped me, you know, get back um, to playing. And, you know, then I end up going to New England and playing um, one or two seasons. But I, I just never was the same um, for whatever reason. Um, yeah. I, that following season I played for New England. We played Colorado. I saw Marcelo. Uh, yeah. In fact, it was really funny. There was a ball left out there almost 50-50 again. And we both started looking for it. And then we both backed off. Uh, Footage is kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, yeah. Listen, he didn't intend to break my leg. Uh, it was a bad tackle. He shouldn't have made that tackle. Uh, but he didn't intend to break my leg. And 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 this is the stuff that happens, right? You put on a uniform and, and you, you, know, you go to battle. Um, and 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 it just so happened that that's what you know unfortunately for me that's what happened but um you know it it, you know such is life right and and we we move on and uh yeah so i've seen marcelo a bunch of times right he does commentating for the rapids right i i have i I have seen him all good no no issues all good
0: yeah yeah if you're listening marcelo <laughs>
1: oh, I know he's listening for sure. All, 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 all good now. At the time when I was on that stretcher, all was not good. Oh yeah, all was not- uh,
0: I, le- I learned how to lift breathe real fast. Seen that video? <laughs> <laughs> I know. That
1: was I a can little. Late. Just
3: imagine, yeah, of course. Well, it seems like you were very passionate, a very passionate uh, player, especially after that uh, that play, obviously. But uh, it seems like you were very passionate as a player, and I can assume that you're the same as a coach. Uh, but a lot of a lot of players seem to transition into coaching. And, you know, it. I, I always ask the question, like, what really inspired you to be a coach? You know what? How was that transition from you being a player to a coach? And how was your what was your first uh, coaching experience like?
1: So uh, the qu- quick answer to that is because we're players and if you have a long career, you don't know anything but that right you know you're you basically are getting your graduate degree in football right while everyone else is going and getting their graduate degree in you know whatever it is or or schooling or you know uh work experience and other things so you know we we kind of live and 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 we age and we gain experience through through our playing so then when that's done you know, we kind of fall back on the one thing that we know, right? And uh, we, we think we know football, uh, certainly. As far as, you know, why I personally went into coaching is that, you know, I kind of knew I was always going to be a coach. Like, I, I always, you know, as a player, uh, I love being on the sideline. I love training, right? I love games because the games are where you showcase, you know, your hard work at training. But, you know, I love being on a soccer field. And, you know, there were very few jobs other than being a player that keeps you on a soccer field, right? Yeah, uh, coaching is one of them. And being a center back and being a, you know, being a captain or a leader, you end up doing a lot of coaching, right? You, you end up coaching and working with a lot of the younger players, organizing them, structure, you know, why we do it this way. And so, you know, it, it, it was really a, uh, A pretty smooth transition for me, knowing that that's what I was going to do. Um, and you know, I ended up retiring. I I was playing for the Charleston Battery at the time and kind of where MLS players back in the old days went to went to die. It was like the elephant grave. (laughs) Um so, but it was wonderful. It was a wonderful place. And and I remember just in the off season, you know, telling my wife at the time, saying, Hey, I, I just don't see it. And she was like, great. And, and within four days, we we're back in Los Angeles because she was from <laughs> Los Angeles. And you know. then I applied for some coaching jobs and I uh, was fortunate enough to, to get one. And so I ended up uh, kind of right away that fall, I ended up becoming the coach of uh, a small division three school out in Claremont, California called Claremont, uh, Claremont McKenna College, which the athletic department is Claremont McKenna, Harvey Mudd and Scripps colleges. And yeah, and I started, I started coaching.
2: That's like literally in my backyard because I live in Pomona. So. Oh, excellent, excellent! You know, Pomona, uh,
1: Pomona Pizza is our big rival, right?
2: <laughs>
0: boo, Pomona! See, <laughs> boo, Pomona. <laughs> yet another reason why you can't do the intros, Edgar. um <laughs> oh,
3: Pomonians, yeah. Pomonians, boo! <laughs> so,
0: uh, Dan, uh, very fun going down memory lane. Uh, enjoyed all your stories, but time to look ahead. Uh, without giving away too much. Uh, you know, we've had some pretty rough seasons. If I'm sure, as I'm sure you know. What can you tell us uh, or assure us uh, we can see coming from the galaxy, uh, from you and the, the rest of the coaching staff?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's always difficult when you know pose this question because all coaches are going to say pretty similar things, right? Um, looking back at last year, right, there were there were a lot of goals given up. Right. And there were there were, you know, the the team got stretched in, 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 in different ways. Um, and and so, you know, looking from last year to this year where we could maybe improve upon or where we will improve upon. Right. You know, Greg has taken a good look at the games. I've watched old games back uh, last year's games. And yeah, there 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 there's room for improvement, obviously. And, and And we see that and we know that. But, but the principles stay the same, right? Are, our, our values stay the same, that, you know, we, you know, the expectations will be high. This club is used to winning trophies. This club is used to being in championships. So we we know, you know, we know what that expectation is. Uh, and we also, I think, know, you know, and, and hopefully we'll, the players realize what a privilege it is to put that jersey on every day, to go out and train being... A Galaxy player, right? That there—that means something. That means something for a huge community, not just in Los Angeles, right? But just kind of all over the country and and globally. And I think we start there. I think we start players understanding that you know what the expectation is, understanding the privilege, and then we can get into the tactics and 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 how we can fix things and how we can uh you know uh give a better performance certainly uh to the fans but what i will say about greg who who's a wonderful wonderful coach in 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 a hundred different ways uh but the guys will be clear i can promise you that the guys will have a clarity uh, and they will be purposeful meaning they will know what's expected what to do in certain situations on the field where we are on the field, what we're trying to do to manipulate the the other team, you know, to try to get space, um, you know, and, and, you know, so I, I, I know that will happen.
2: Awesome. And a it- um, quick question. Do you feel that uh, sometimes some of the players, you, you mentioned, by the way, uh, what it feels like to put on this uniform, uh, whether it's a 96 or in 2020 2021 and do you feel that some players have lost sense of what it's like to put on a uniform and fight for the badge and their supporters uh and how do you feel you could remedy that if that's the case well
1: you know I you know I haven't worked with them um and so I'm not going to say that I feel like uh they don't have that feeling Uh, Because, you know, I don't know. Right. You you can lose games in many ways. What I know that Greg and myself and the staff are going to bring is we're going to make sure that they have that feeling, that they understand uh, the pride that goes into that badge, the pride that goes into putting on that jersey. Um, It will be ingrained in them like it was ingrained in us. And so I I certainly am not saying that they don't have that. but what i do know is that that would be in, that will be instilled in them uh through our coaching
2: does that mean uh practices on um, broken glass and having to pick up the bottles before i hope so i hope <laughs> so and,
1: and, and, uh, you know what uh, uh you know those are true stories i mean people don't people can't <laughs> believe but that that actually happened we would form a line and we would walk down what, what was laid out as a field, and we would just pick up glass, and we'd move to the end, and then we would throw the glass out there. I mean, th- that is absolutely a true story.
2: Wow. Sounds like some like a Miyagi-Do galaxy-type
1: <laughs> thing. Glass on, glass on, Part of the struggle, part of the struggle. <laughs>
0: uh, no, And um, you know, we keep talking about what it feels like to wear the jersey and stuff. Um, you know, it's reassuring to have people like you and Vanny coming back, because we've heard this before, I know there's respect suspect to uh, people like GBS, you know, uh, Scalotto, uh but they never put it on, you know, you, yeah, they, they see it and they hear about it and they know the legacy, but you, Vanny, actually wore it, you know, so uh, like you said, maybe it's not that they don't they don't, you know, respect it or they don't feel it, but it's going to be different coming from, from uh, you and, and Vanny, and that's something that I'm all of us are excited about, and you know, <laughs> glad that you guys are here to uh, to bring that 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 pride and 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 you know, part back to the team.
1: Yeah, and 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 we are too, right? We're excited about it. And listen, Skoloto, you know, coaches sometimes go to places and don't have success. Sometimes they go to places and they have great success, right? And sometimes it's the connection, Sometimes maybe injuries. Sometimes it it, it just happens. Um, But what I do know from us, right, as as a staff uh, who was in Toronto, who are now here is, you know, that Greg does a wonderful job of setting those expectations and raising the bar and continually raising the bar. So we are meeting these expectations. And, you know, certainly that's one thing, you know, this great pride that we have for this club, this love for the club that we have for our fans, for this city. Um, you know, we're awfully excited to be to be a part of it again. Great! I'm excited as a
3: fan to see it, man. I'm excited as a fan to see it. It's been a while since I felt this type of excitement. You know, maybe four or five years. It's been a while, so.
1: Well, okay, we, yeah, yeah. We, we appreciate that and we've got a lot of work ahead of us, but it, it starts with us getting out on the field.
0: Let's get those. <laughs> hopefully, pa-
1: hopefully, hopefully that soon.
0: Let's get those papers signed first. Right. And then
1: let's get playing again. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Dan, thank you for answering all our questions. Uh, I don't know if, if you guys have any more questions for Dan before we move on to the listener question.
2: Uh, I was just curious to know Uh had you mentioned that you're you're still new in the office uh at uh you know with the team and i'm just curious to you know how much how different is it from you know besides the the stuff we used to pick up the glass now, but how different is it that the way the team is run and from 96 97 98 99 to what it is now and what do you notice
1: well the first thing i notice is that they actually have offices <laughs>
2: no more bungalows, right?
1: <laughs> I think they were trailers out by the road, yeah. which were the offices. So these actually are, are concrete offices with with actually electronics. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I kind of noticed that right off the bat. Listen, it, it's it's night and day, um, and and hopefully thirty years from now it's going to be you know even even you know even better. Uh, and and more different than it is to today but you know uh it's been a nice progression forward and um yeah the club has been awfully awfully successful and and that's the expectation right so whether the staff whether front office whether the players right there's an expectation throughout the whole organization right uh to continually to get better and to strive to be the best so um, you know that that will run throughout the whole organization i'm sure
2: and uh, just one more question also um do you is it a coincidence that uh the new uh, leaked jersey that we saw on the internet yesterday it it's pretty much a throwback to the 97 and then all of a sudden you know here comes dan and greg and gato and Oh, my goodness, we're having, you know, like a nostalgia moment here. <laughs> Are you uh, saying
1: you designed no, it? <laughs> <laughs> um, this is going to come as a shock to you all, but right, I'm not involved in those. I'm only the assistant. I'm not involved okay. in those marketing meetings and uniforms and all of that. So <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, it seems to be a hell of a coincidence, though. And, uh, you know, when I actually see that jersey, um you know, if it if it pays, you know, homage to ninety seven or ninety eight, then how terrific. Right? Then how terrific. Yeah.
0: And uh talk about the offices. Uh Dan, once you go once you get in there and uh, discover this thing called Wi-Fi is gonna blow your mind. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm
1: still work I'm still working <laughs> on like a Twitter picture or a photo. Oh, <laughs> so you know what? Slow down. That's slow down.
0: That's a perfect time uh to transition. <laughs> Uh, to the questions uh somebody on the live show we had a live show yesterday and i'll start with that question and i feel really bad because i don't remember who asked that question but he his question for you was actually when are you going to add a picture to your twitter account <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you, yeah, you're in johnny lawrence territory here right right. as soon as i figure out how to do it i will add a picture to my to my uh to my twitter page um yeah i just have to think about the right picture to be honest i haven't really given it a lot of thought twitter is something very new to me as i shared uh and you know really i i got involved because of the the galaxy history to be honest with you so uh, i'm still very new to it and but yes that that picture is coming i promise
0: again uh powerful voice on twitter so uh do yourself a favor find a an old school galaxy picture. Make that your, <laughs> it'll take you a long way.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know if I can find one handsome enough. I got to find one that makes me look really good. So, um, we'll see. We'll see. Right,
0: cool. Uh, so yeah, like, like I mentioned again, thank you for answering all our questions. Uh, some viewers submitted a couple questions and actually the first one comes from galaxy history. Uh, he wants to know, are you taking the players to train on the famous lot? K? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh that that will be a negative um there's no reason to go there when we actually have these really beautiful uh facilities down at uh at dignity health but i will say that you know the hard work and the struggle and the expectations all of that will be happening just like what we were doing at the rose Bowl parking lot all of that will be happening you know on those fields so we're we're actually not going to be on uh be at the parking lot but you can bet that we are gonna be working hard to connect, uh, to understand what we're trying to do, uh, to struggle, to suffer a little bit as a unit, right? That'll bring us together. Okay,
0: awesome. Uh, Next question comes from Jeff in 109 on Twitter. Uh, He says, he wants to know if Captain Dan is still mad at Marcelo Balboa.
1: Of course I am, (laughs) of course I am. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm furious to this day, um, so no, I mean, uh, I'm not I'm not mad anymore, uh, I told you. Lots of therapy, and I, I've moved on from it, and, uh, you know, uh, Marcelo and I have seen each other, we're friendly, we were never, right, we were never close friends to begin with, so we're, you know, we're not close friends now, but we certainly say hello when we see each other, so yes, uh, I, I have finally... Uh, at 52, moved on from it.
0: <laughs> uh, nice. Let's just hope he doesn't like step on a new pair of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> that therapy's going to go out the window real quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anthony Ryan Official on Instagram wants to know how do you plan to change our poor defense for the upcoming season?
1: <laughs> well, let's see. So defending defending right is all 11 guys the guys that come in as well so uh typically i work a lot with the back lines so we'll start with there and and we'll start with trying to connect the group right we'll start connecting the group whether that is you know if we press we're we're all we're all together we're all high we understand what we're doing if we're dropped off right the forwards midfielders everyone is working together right uh to kind of defend the goal at that point so um listen right there's lots that happen in in giving up goals um and yeah we'll 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 work through that and uh you know if if the players are playing confidently and and have a good knowledge of what we're trying to do as as a group then we'll give up less goals there's there's no doubt
0: and if anything you can suit up right uh, yeah, there's not a chance <laughs> of that happening. That's what we're really waiting for. That's <laughs> yeah, what we're really waiting
2: yeah, we were for talking time. about may, that. May,
1: maybe we can put Hartman in goal. Maybe we can do that. <laughs> He's young. He and Greg are still young.
2: <laughs> we're actually talking about that. Like, you know, maybe you see something that's going on in the game and you're like, that's it. Show these guys how it's <laughs> done. It. You, Greg, and uh, uh, Gato jump into the field and start knocking <laughs> people around.
1: Uh, yeah i don't think so i don't think you guys want to see that maybe in an alumni game Thank that's you. about the time you want to see that i'll take it i'll take but,
0: it. But, but stop giving away our skits edgar i was going to propose that to the galaxy
2: <laughs> i want to see an alumni game go up against Vinny jones here you go <laughs> Ooh.
1: Ooh. Yeah, he's mean I don't, I don't know if i want that
0: <laughs> uh next question comes from logan jones on instagram he wants to know what what made you decide to bring to come back to L.A.? Uh,
1: what made me decide uh, that uh, I was fortunate enough to work with Greg and, and obviously Greg had the offer and Greg was kind enough to invite me to come with him. So, you know, that's that's kind of how it works. Right. The assistant coaches are, are, are part of the staff and with the head coach. Um, obviously the galaxy had offered Greg the head coaching job and, you know, he turned around and asked if I would, you know, if I would want to be a part of that project. And, uh, I said, yes, immediately. And, you know, LA, obviously it brings me back to LA. My children live in LA, um, you know, and obviously, uh, coaching for the galaxy is something very, very special to both Greg and to myself. And, and, and Kevin, I assume, and as well, right? Uh, there's something quite special about that.
0: I feel that you have to give these answers, Dan, but I have a feeling the call went, hey, uh, got this job in LA, and you looked out your half-covered-with-snow window, you're like, I'll be on the next flight.
1: <laughs> it, it wasn't that different from what you just said.
2: <laughs> Wearing a tube, holding a cup of Timmy's, and you're like shivering. <laughs> oh,
1: you throwing out a cup of
2: Timmy's. Nice. I love Timmy's. It's good stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh, next one comes from Jay Wolby on Instagram. If you wouldn't be an assistant coach, what else would you be highly passionate to be?
1: Uh, a head coach. Uh- <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: I was, I was going to ask you that because we, we've seen Greg, Chris, Robin all become head coaches yeah. and – here no, you are, step. assistant. Yeah. Next step. Hey. Oh my God. I,
1: I must have been a good leader back in my day. That all these guys now have become head coaches. You mentored um,
2: all these guys. Well, I don't know about Robin, but
1: <laughs> yeah, he's older than me. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see, right? We'll see. Uh, but right now, at this point in my life. I've got the best job in the world, right I get to be, you know as I've mentioned earlier, right I, I, I get to do what I love, which is coaching, whether you're a head coach, or assistant coach, you're coaching right and you're connecting with players and you're on a you're on a soccer field. and I get to do that in Los Angeles right at the club that I love, right uh, surrounded by my children. so i'm I'm pretty thankful. No better job than that.
0: Uh, and lastly, from our good friend alex he asks what type of culture are you and Vanny trying to create
1: (laughs) i think you know i think that's more of a question for greg as as the head coach but you know i think it's going to be um uh, i mean it's it's a broad question right so but i i would use words like uh would be integrity purposeful um you know uh hard working you know uh high pain tolerance,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: high pain tolerance. <laughs> words like that i you know again i feel like you know uh our stuff is going to come out in our training and you know if we're if we're able to teach if we're if we're good teachers and our our players are good students and have an idea of what we're doing and and you know the ability to see things and and make their decisions on the field because that's what's wonderful about the game is that it's a fluid game um you know then we'll be we'll be we'll be successful
0: nice and that's it for the questions uh thank you dan uh for answering i'm sure all the listeners are are gonna love that uh and i think that pretty much does it as far as our our questions too you guys got anything else for Captain Dan? Just curious, you
2: uh, just have one of these beautiful '96 jerseys, like in your <laughs> closet somewhere.
1: I'm, I'm, it's, it's, it's the garage, and I think, <laughs> I think there, it's in a box in a garage, and I, I promise you, I will look. I promise, I will look for them. Um, yeah, I, yeah. But I would only have '96, '97, '98, right? So. I will look for them, I promise, and I will I will see if I can come across a few of them.
0: I got you. Look, slap on one of those jerseys, stand in front of the mirror, take a picture, Twitter picture, done.
1: Ooh, oh, oh, <laughs> you're oh, my God. mind. How did you think of that? Wait, you're my wait, mind.
2: He, he's got to do that the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the legit thing,
1: you know, that your <laughs> model <motto laughs>
2: picture. I don't know if you saw this, uh, Dan, but uh, Sebastian Lejet was posting something on Instagram where he's like, "How did you do your model picture?" and uh, "How did it go,
0: Willis?" <laughs> I, don't, I don't. remember. I don't.
2: <laughs> it was something like, "What was it, Eddie?"
0: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that that uh, Dan has no idea what we're talking about. I have no idea what you are
1: talking
0: about. <laughs> <laughs> I will definitely link you to that. And yeah, I mean just legit is just all about social media so you need any help mm. you're right there
1: <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah i am not all about social media <laughs> and uh yeah let's yeah let's take care of on the field stuff first before we even get to social media. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right, all right. Uh, one last time dan thank you again uh for joining us we're all excited about the upcoming season and definitely you know, Wish you much success, and hopefully you can bring us a 7th, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth star. How many? You know, as many as you guys want. We'll welcome them all. Well, let's let us
1: let us start with let's start with number six, right? Let's let us let us start there, and then let's see what happens. But certainly that will be that is the that is the goal.
0: Sounds good.
2: I think more than anything, though, uh, one thing that is on everybody's mind is like. The one thing that we want more than anything is to be able to be there in the stadium so we could get there and see you in person and the team that you guys put together and cheer you on and celebrate having you back in Los Angeles along with Greg. And hopefully we'll make that happen this year.
1: I hope so too, right? And that's a great way to say it. Let's let's all be safe, let's be healthy and let's hope we're back in the stadium soon as a group.
0: Great, I usually ask uh, any message for fans during this pandemic but you know what that's
1: that sounds good to me that works let's do it that works <laughs> got it guys thank you thank you Dan.